morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Happy Friday. It's May the 1st, so that's exciting. Um, you know, this year has been such a breath of fresh air versus last year for me personally. Um, so, yeah, and moving deeper into the year, um, which has been obviously uh, stressful at times, uh, scary at times, uncertain at times, for sure, for me as as well. But, you know, I can't express enough how grateful I am to have had an opportunity to get caught up in my life, you know, getting up at five in the morning, being out of the house by uh, 6.30, 6.45 every day is a grind. And I did that solidly for two years. Uh, but before that, I was working for myself uh, 15, 16 hours a day. And I don't remember the last time I felt disrelaxed. Uh, I haven't had a fun vacation trip since 2014. So just the grind, the grind, the grind. And I know that's, you know, a popular thing to talk about now, but grinding's not good. <laughs> you know, eventually uh, you get worn down. And, uh, you know, for me, like I said, it's just nice. I like working from home. I've done some version of working from home since 2012. And so for me, this is natural, you know, and I don't have a problem actually working while I'm at home. Um, So, yeah, it's been dope for me. And plus, I just don't want this disease. You know, I was coughing last night and my nose got congested all of a sudden. I was like, oh, Lord, I can't have it. I don't go anywhere. (laughs) I think it's allergies. But still, I was like, oh, no. You know, that just freaked me out. I I just assume everybody has it. And I live in an area where people just are not trying to put on masks or stay away from each other or anything like that, you know. And I keep reading all these articles where people seem to doubt that the the virus is a real thing or it was cooked up in a lab or, you know. And at this point, does it really matter if something is killing somebody else? It's a real thing. So just stop focusing on what, you know, I I have obviously one friend. He's, I I remember him, friend is too strong. We went to school together. Um, I know little or nothing about him, but we're Facebook friends uh, by virtue of having gone to grade school together. Um, And it's not much deeper than that. I, I really don't know much about him, but he seems like a contrarian. I mean, he's really pissed off. Like, I think this is dumb. And then, and I'm like, I get that, but your argument against isolation and against shutting things down can't start with I. If your argument starts with I or or some version of that, if it's all just about you, I don't care. You know, I don't want to have to worry about getting this virus in two years. Okay, they don't know enough about it. We won't know the depth and how scary this really is probably until this time next year. Nobody knows anything. And if another person, coronavirus ain't new, they were talking about, of course, then one said that coronavirus was brand new. They're saying this strain of it is new because that's what viruses and germs and bacteria do. They're just like people. They evolve. 
until they get successful. You know, if the thing can't live to replicate, that's what we're trying to eradicate. And the way it spreads, we're just trying to tamper the spread to keep it uh, from overwhelming hospitals. People are going to get it. It's out. It's not going to be contained. I mean, it's not going to be stopped, but it can be contained. And it's like, no one's just trying to be an asshole to you. We're just trying to stop the virus. Uh, it's just, it's, I don't get it. I really don't. And Trump's talking about he saw it was cooked up in a lab. Who cares? That guy, I mean, he is recklessly and dangerously ignorant. And people ought to be afraid. And just because somebody is in your political party, that means absolutely nothing. I don't understand. I don't understand why people have such high regard for these two political parties. Um, that is just not enough to make me vote for you. It might it not even enough to make me vote against you. Just be a quality candidate. I don't know that. I hope I just wish people could see the light. We've got a, a an ex-democratic uh, person who pretty much is the county executive, which is basically the mayor of St. Louis County. He's in jail. But you know what I mean? Like, he's a Democrat. <laughs> I don't know why people act like only Republicans commit crimes. I want to say the guy, um, I think there's a DA in uh, Philadelphia who's in jail, a former DA. He, he was a Democrat. I mean, you know, the glitch in the human design is greed. And everybody wants to act like they're a stand-up person, and you may be. But you, if once you get tempted... Money can tempt a lot of people from being stand up. <laughs> it's like I was stand up, but then they flashed that cash. So I don't know. I, I, it's just amazing to me. I read a headline. Uh, no, I read somebody's Facebook and they were like, I guess some Democrats can. And I'm like, see, what are you talking about? The, the Democrats are in bed with the same people that the Republicans are. They're just less brazen about it, I think, and, until they're not, you know. People are people. Depeche Mode tried to tell us. But anyway, I'm happy that it's a Friday. I'm happy that it's May 1st. Um, you know, this year is going pretty well for me personally. And I hope it's going well for you on an individual basis. Um, I'm sort of toying with the idea of starting another podcast that focuses more on money and wealth and uh, growing wealth. And um, I've studied this subject for probably 20, 25 years um, with varying degrees of success, because I think in order to be wealthy, you got to be a risk taker. Um, and, it, you know, that doesn't always look good on your credit report. It doesn't always look good on your job uh, applications because you're moving around and you're trying different things. But you know, you got to be a bit of a maverick to even think you can run your own business. And I think mostly um, me being who I am, being a female in mostly male-dominated fields, has led to some really interesting observations, not only about money, but about uh, work and how to build wealth. So I don't know. I think that might be interesting. It would be more focused and directed, uh, probably not a daily thing, but... Um, you know, I, I just feel like it's it's a voice that that can lend, you know, a different perspective. Um, 
I get credit from a lot of people for giving them a, a, a perspective they didn't have on a subject before, <laughs> you know, because um, context matters. And we live in a society where everybody wants to be right. So they slice up the video and show you what they think is the egregious part. And it's like, you know, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and I pointed out that T.I. video again. And I, I had seen it on his Instagram where, you know, he just showed the tail end of a kid, small kid. You know, he was, I mean, small in stature. He was probably 18, 20 years old, somewhere along in there. Young guy, but a small build. And the cop was jumping on him and holding him down. And yeah, he was roughing him up pretty good. And I said to her, I said, but the problem with that is I've seen enough police videos now, like the full video. What did he do before the chase? And I posed the question, if you know how T.I. is about his daughters and the one he he's worrying about her hymen being intact. So imagine if this kid had stabbed her and ran off and led the police on a high speed car chase. Are you trying to tell me if T.I. saw it and chased this kid, he wouldn't have given him the same punishment? Are you going to restrain yourself in the heat of the moment after somebody did something that that needs to be rectified? We don't know. So I'm not saying that's what happened. I don't know what happened. But what if he did commit a crime and whose adrenaline doesn't go up when you chase them? You know what I mean? He, if he was standing on the corner and they just broke out chasing him and beating him up, that's one thing. Show that part of the video. But if he did a crime and he led people on a high-speed chase and he had a gun or at some point did something violent, you know, but all my point is, I don't know if that happened or not, but you can't show six seconds of video and be like, see, it's fucked up. Of course it's fucked up. But what did he do to get this ass whooping or, or get him down like this? And would you do something differently if you found out he did a crime to your kid or someone you love? You know, I just think it's it's not a fair assessment. And if you want to just watch 20 seconds of video here and there, then, yeah, you're going to stay mad. Things that happen there are, are horrible. We know all the names. We've seen tons of videos. All of that has been awful and egregious. But at the same time, don't negate the other part. <laughs> like, why are you being chased? What happened before? Two wrongs don't make a right. Let's just have some balance. And uh, I feel like that's where we lack. We lack accountability. We lack balance. You know, people are just out here, you know, feeling like they can do whatever they want. It, you know, not only just the on the crime side, maybe in criminal justice, too. But that doesn't make it right. You know, and I feel like as long as people are only showing one side, you know, it's going to stay. You're going to stay mad. You can always find something to make you mad and it doesn't make it right. But also, you know, there's some really bad crimes going on out here. And I don't think most people are aware Um you know, I don't believe that all people are bad. I really don't. I think there are more good, honest, amazing people than there are not. But the bad ones are some of the worst you've ever seen. And you don't get to see it because it's not in the newspaper. They, the stuff they print, those little blurbs you get, you're not going to, that's, that's not even 
a quarter. You just get the facts. There, You don't get any detail. You get like a skeleton and it's not fleshed out. And, you know, some of the stuff is heinous and egregious. And victims are terrified. And some of them rightfully so. So, I mean, I just feel like we need more balance. Not only social media has just sort of taken these little blurbs and headlines and they take things out of context and they very rarely put things into context. So I feel like that's what I'm here for. Just to put things into a little bit of a clearer focus so you can decide with more information. When you're making decisions with a tiny amount of information, that's never good. Sometimes you really just need to wait for more information. And uh, we just don't live in a society that glorifies that. But I'm here for you. I'm ready to bring that back. So I have some ideas. I'm going to work on those. Today is May 1st. Like I mentioned, uh, my production team dropped a new project today. Please support us. Go and listen to the music wherever you listen to music. It's uh, The group is entitled The Culprit Manifest. They work really, really hard. They've come a really long way. The music is, has grown immensely um, in terms of sophistication and production value, I think. Um, for a bunch of people, it all just started off like, I don't know, you know, I, I, I can come up with some beats. I can do this. I can do that. Um, cause that's literally where it started. Uh, uh, well for me anyway, my nephew asked me to make some beats about 10 years ago and I was like, what? I don't know how to do that. And then I just decided to learn how, and then my little forays into trying to make music led to, um, me re- reaching or being reached out to um, by a couple of guys who were like, well, we like what you did. We like this idea. You know, you seem to be doing the business stuff. Would you be interested in in helping us, you know, really craft something and build something? But we don't have time to be full-time musicians. So can you help us? And, you know, if you really want to get me, just ask for my help. (laughs) That, um, you know, the way that in the documentary it says, if you want Michael Jordan to, to uh, do something, tell him he can't do it. If you want me to do something, ask for my help. So starting about, what was that, about 2013, 2014, somewhere along in there. So for the last six years, we've just been sort of building and crafting this thing, and it's become the Culprit Manifest. Um, and they allow me to be the uh, musical director on this cruise ship. Yes, I'm that old. That is a quote from Fantastic Voyage um, from Lakeside. But yeah, they allow me to get my creative energy out and I, I have a big hand in, in the structure. But the creativity part is is mostly them. And, you know, I just really enjoy working with them. And I think you guys will like the project. It's named after um, an investment I've made into a startup uh, ultra premium Moscow company. So, you know, I'm into premium spirits. Uh, so my, when I look at my investment portfolio, the, the, the areas where I'm most vested in terms of uh, startups, it's got a lot to do with liquor and premium spirits and things of that nature. Because I feel like when people can get back out, they're going to go ham on on entertainment. And, you know, 
liquor's a part of that. We're we're gonna want to be out. We're gonna be drinking. We're gonna you know. I've every time I've gone to grocery store, I've seen a lot of people in the liquor aisle, <laughs> and they are judiciously picking what they're obviously going to to drink during quarantine. Quarantinis. So yeah, I I think the project is good. Uh, the whole idea is about sipping mezcal and uh, um, or mezcal or however you say it in uh, Drake's house. <laughs> Because right around the time we were finishing up the project, uh, Architectural Digest had had a spread on uh, Drake's giant mansion in Toronto. And I was like, dude, that's what this project is. We're we're sipping this delicious premium uh, El Tianablo uh, Mezcal in Drake's house. There you go. I don't know how to say it. Is it Mezcal or Mezcal? I think it's Mezcal. I don't know. However I say it, it sounds wrong. So just drink it. <laughs> Don't worry about talking about it. So I hope you have a great weekend. I hope uh, this Friday feels good to you uh, because it's been it's been a tough year. I I get it. It's I've had a good year, but there's been some ups and downs, and this coronavirus is part of that. But you know you're still here. If you have your health, you are. Uh, that's one cornerstone of wealth that you already have in place. So think positive thoughts, be good, feel good. Um, you know, I don't know if you're a praying person or a person of faith, whatever you do to 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 get yourself motivated and into a good headspace, do that. Um, and just know that, you know, it's going to be all right. So I will be back here on Monday with more mad love for you. Like I said, please check us out. The Culprit Manifest. We're streaming everywhere you listen to your favorite music and uh, wishing you the best. Peace and blessings, friends. Peace and blessings. Please take care. I don't want to tell.